You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to this episode of the Stag Sports Network Spring Season Preview series, a series where we're diving into each of our spring sports teams, kind of taking a look at what's been happening thus far in the build-up to this season, look back at last year as well a little bit, meet some of the new members of the team and much more. And I'm happy to be joined now uh, with head coach Julie Brzezinski. I'm JJ Duke as well. And coach, it's been a while since we've last caught up, but it's nice to be knowing that at this time, we're talking about getting ready for non-conference play and more importantly, you guys getting out of this weather. Hi, JJ. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. Um, Yeah, no, we're super excited. You know, we're we're about a week and a half away from opening up and uh, we're going over warmer weather down in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Then we're going to Tampa, Florida. So I can't tell you how excited we are just to get on dirt and to um, and to get our feet wet down there and just get some gains under our belts so we can and, you know, bring bring games home with us when we start playing our northeast schedule. I mean, truly, how different must it be practicing day in, day out? I mean, if you're lucky, if it's above freezing, you can get outside and play on turf. You know, softball field, not exactly in a shape to play on right now. So how much of it is it going to be a transition for you guys just to play on an actual softball field as opposed to kind of making do with what you got? You know, surprisingly, defensively, it's not that big of a transition. I mean, we do practice a lot on the turf. And we do actually play a lot of games on turf because fields and stadiums these days have, a, you know, maybe they have a turf outfield. Um, so it's not that bad. But I think the, the bigger thing is just, you know, offensively getting your timing off different pitchers. And, and that's probably more the, the thing that is a bigger adjustment. But defensively, we've always prided ourselves on our defense. So um, we feel really good about that aspect. And we are in a little bit of an older team right now. So we we do have a lot of experience. We have a lot of returners coming back. So I, I think that way we'll be okay. We just got to get some at-bats under our belt. Yeah, and probably not see the same pitching over and over again as well. Right. Yeah. Um, so now you talk about your roster, we'll just dive into it. I mean, you said it yourself. This is probably one of the more veteran teams that you have coming back. You only see two players depart, obviously two key players in their own right in San Marino and Lacey Olaf from last year, but you return pretty much you almost your entire roster. So what are some of the unique challenges that go into that, whether it be to have them become and stay leaders perhaps, or transitioning people into some leadership positions or really just kind of saying, Hey, the fuel's there. You just got to go light that fire. Well, you know, I think we're, we're fortunate enough to our three fifth year seniors are all about it. They are, they are here with a mission. They're here with a purpose and, um, you know, they want to bring home a MAC championship and, and those, those three with our, our five real seniors just make us really top heavy and strong. Um, and then again, a really strong junior class as well. So we're, we're really looking for a lot of big and, and things and our expectations are pretty high, honestly, but, but a lot of it is going to come from experience and leadership. And this early portion of the season as well is kind of an interesting one, right? Because your juniors, the the true academic juniors, we'll call them, where they only got a couple of non-conference games in their freshman year before uh, the shutdown of the 2020 season. So last year then it was, and for those who are unfamiliar, uh, softball, like a number of the other sports, played only MAC games. So this is kind of a new experience for a lot of players and playing games in February against opponents that you've never seen before. So how much are you 
do you think that the team's going to have to rely on those grad students and seniors to kind of help carry the line a little bit? You, you know, we've talked about it. We, we've talked about the season and how different it is going to be for about, about two thirds of our team because they haven't experienced a real season yet. So, um, you know, I think our, our, our fifth years and our, our seniors will do a great job, you know, just guiding us and directing us on the field, off the field, you know, as far as like recovery and all that, they've been through it. And our younger kids are excited. And I think that's, that emotion right there is going to really drive them through any of the difficult times. Like I said, they haven't had a real season, so they're excited to just have a real division one season. So just that emotion alone, I think is, is going to bypass a lot of the obstacles that we may um, see along the way. Yeah. You talk about the real season. So let's kind of dive into a little bit of what the non-conference portion goes into. And for those who are unfamiliar with how the softball schedule setup works, make sure to go to fairfieldstags.com and see how it lays out. But uh, you're taking playing four tournaments, if you will, or kind of set organized games beginning of the season. As you said, go to places like Raleigh, North Carolina. You're going down to Tampa, Florida, which is beautiful at the time of the year, February and early March. Then um, going out to Marshall, uh, West Virginia, and then finishing up with a tournament at Rutgers. So the team kind of slowly makes its way up north. But when you try to organize your schedule and see the opponents that you'll be playing, how, do, how does that go into it? Like, what are you exactly looking for to help prepare this team the best that they can so that they're ready for league play? Um, I think the biggest thing that we're looking for is balance. I mean, we want to we want to challenge ourselves, ourselves, especially with the crew that we have this year. We want to play bigger and better. We want to play in nice venues that, you know, the kids are going to get an amazing experience. Um, you know, that's all part of it. But we also want a little bit of balance. Um, we're teams that, you know, I'm not saying we can't compete, but we know we can compete because, um, you know, the, the best of the best in softball is is tough, is really tough. So um, we just want to compete and see that that we can compete and bring that experience and that knowledge and that success, hopefully um, home to, to the Northeast when we start playing Mac play and, uh, you know, in the beginning of April. So anyway. it's fun. It's a fun schedule, though. We're, we're really looking forward to it. I was about to say, is there any one of these teams that you're kind of especially excited to get after? Maybe someone that you haven't seen before or someone that it's like it's been a while since we've gone after them? Well, you know, USF at their place um, back in 15, I believe, and maybe 14, we played them twice at their place. And they set us up um, two times to play them under the lights as their primary game. And we beat them both times. So we're excited about that. Like, that's that's what we want. We want to play the bigger and better. And I'm not saying we're going to go out and beat them, but I'm just saying we want that opportunity. So USF, the NC States of the world, um, really strong team. Um, and then, you know, even coming out of the Patriot League, Lehigh University uh, does a great job. They're usually one, two in the finals there with BU. Um, and Rutgers being a Big Ten school, you know, I, I don't know, a Big 12 school. We're, we're looking forward to the schedule, but – like I said, we always try to go bigger and better and challenge ourselves just so that we can bring that experience back home with us when we come back. Definitely. Um, speaking of challenges, uh, you talk a little. We're going to talk a little bit about the last season, and you know the group got to play a fair amount of games. I mean, twenty-two and fourteen, which is a very solid record in its own right, especially under kind of uh, extraordinary circumstances where the league play was set up where you're playing four game sets against everybody. And I mean, 
for again, those that are unfamiliar, max schedule, it's double headers against every team, but you're playing one double header. So two double headers in a weekend. But last season was you're playing the same team four times in a weekend or back to back days, however it was. And you're having hitters face your pitchers maybe eight, 10, 12 times in a weekend. That's difficult yeah. enough. So for you, first off, managing kind of how that game load was, what are some of the things that you learned about um, that that maybe you can take into this season? Again, back to more traditional set, but some things that might be able to make a little difference. Well, I think one of the biggest things is that um, we learned how to pitch by committee last year because we had to. Because like you just said, these hitters are seeing our pitchers, you know, six, seven, eight times on a weekend. And um, so we were fortunate to have six pitchers and we have those same six pitchers returning this year. So I feel like just that experience alone has given us a little bit of of an edge. And um, I'm not saying we're going to pitch by committee, but I know we can. And I I think just having that in your back pocket is, is something that was it was a huge um you know lift that we got during our season last year because it was tough it was it was tough pitch calling it was it was monotonous it was it was it was tough all the way around it's tough on the batters because then the opposing pitchers they get to know your batters like all the way around it was tough and and but I think we may do the whole conference may do for what we had to experience last year and it was extremely intense every game because every single game merit mattered and um, it was a little tougher for the kids that were not starters yep. because it was very tough to, to filter and to get them in and get them experience they needed to play MAC games because we didn't have any MAC games. So, I mean, non-conference games. So, I don't know. It was, it was weird, but it, it, we got through it. We pushed through it, and it was a good season. I think the kids are better for it, but I do think that we know that we can um, pitch by committee. I think it's huge for us. One of the odd circumstances that actually kind of, at least for personally, I enjoyed was the opportunity for more teams to have the experience of having home playoff games. Now, Fairfield had a home best of three quarter final where you were able to sweep Siena in two games. It's, yes, different, but how much of that is going to benefit for your group knowing that they got that little taste of, hey, there is an incentive there if you want to go and get it. It's back to the number one seed this year, but it's a pretty cool experience getting to play playoff games at home in front of your fans on your field. Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent, JJ. We don't, we don't play a lot of home games as it is. I mean, if you look at our schedule, I think we have 16 home actual games, which is out of 50 something games. That's, that's, that's a slow, slow percentage, low percentage, but um, you know, the kids really um, dove into that series with Sienna and I think they gained a lot of confidence. Um, you know, there's always a little bit of a stigma coming in that the host team never wins it. It's just in the softball side of things. And I think that stigma is kind of like gone by the wayside a little bit. So I think everyone is like pushing, you know, two hosts. Everyone wants a host. No one wants to travel. It's right after exams or right during exams. So it just it just makes everything a little bit easier. Um, so we're, we're looking for that. And and, and that is something that is one of our goals that we want to attain. Yeah, I was about to ask you. So in addition to winning a regular season championship and hosting a conference tournament, what are some of the goals that you're looking to see? We've said that there's a very veteran squad. So obviously they want to 
finish on a high note or keep that high bar going. But what are some of the things that you're hoping to see, whether it is that team goal or maybe something that you want to see after a couple of weeks and then those incremental type goals? Well, I think just just having those 20, 22 plus games, 25 plus games, actually, of where we have a, a flow of being able to put kids in and, in and out in different positions and see what are, what is our best what is our best makeup? What is going to work? Um, we do have a lot of um, versatility, especially in our infield. And so we, we want to find the right combination. I think this year we're going to be able to do that. We're going to be able to who clicks with who, you know, all that good stuff. And yeah, we do that in practice, but it's totally different when you're, when you're playing opposition and doing it in games. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that we'll, we'll get out of it is that we'll be able to get some of our younger players, the experience that maybe they didn't get last year because of the way the Mac was, it was set up with our games. So I'm really looking forward to giving them some good division one experience so they can take that and bring that into their, you know, their, the rest of their career and use it as a, as a building block. Talking about your players a little bit. I'm kind of curious to hear first off for the ones that are coming back. Is there anybody that has kind of surprised you a little bit? in terms of the gains that they made in the offseason or someone that had hit those gains that you expected to and really could be, you know, making this season their season? You know, our fifth year is Michaela, Michaela Rubin, Drew Westford, and, and uh, Lauren Reinhardt. They have so much drive and so much leadership and so much passion for this game. So just on those three facets alone, I want to see – I just want to see them – have an amazing season personally and team wise, because they've been there, they've done that, they lead, they do it the right way. And they're all about the sport. And, and that's all they, they, they didn't like check out as a grad student. They're, they're there, you know? And so I want them to take that leadership um, and to take it into our, our seniors who are doing a great job as well. You know, we have um, two of our, two of our seniors are coming back for their fifth year as well. So there's, there's a lot of kids that want to be here. It's not just like they're, they're going through the motions. And, and that's what we want to see, like, trickle down to the younger kids. We hope that just keeps going down. And, and it all starts for, by this senior and, and fifth-year class. And, and they're doing a great job by leaving it all on the field. And just the passion that they show is, you know, it's, it, that's going to be really tough to replace. On the flip side of things, you do have uh, five freshmen coming in and joins a, a group of sophomores as well, as we've kind of already mentioned that they're looking to make their mark. Um, anybody that's kind of stood out in particular? I know last year you had a couple of really solid youngsters. Allie Bridgman was one of those great examples. And you said it um, when we had this chat last year, expect her to play everywhere. And well, she played everywhere and succeeded a lot of those places. Yeah, uh, I mean, the younger ones, Allie's class, you know, Allie Bridgman, I, we're, we kind of um, centralized her a little bit more to just pitching and just catching. She's no longer playing a position in the field. It's, it's a lot on your body. It's a lot of toll. Um, but, but we're looking for bigger and better things from her. She gained so much experience. Bailey Taylor, also a lefty, lefty on the mound, um, did a really good job, um, especially being a closer for us. So we're hoping to get those innings extended from her and, and, and possibly be a starter for us now that, she, again, she has all that experience. And she had a lot of stressful experience. She was thrown in a lot of clutch situations and, and came out and, and just attacked it. And so that's kind of what we're looking for from her. Um, you know, our, our freshmen, 
our freshman class was is is gaining a lot of experience. Like if you would have told me September one that these these kids would be where they were are today, right now in, in February, wherever we are, and they're doing awesome. Like they have made so many strides. Charlie Warren is a lefty slapper from Florida. Um, that if we could just get her on the bases and she could be that slap hitter, you know, up in the order or the nine hitter on the bottom of the order, I don't know. But to turn the turn the uh, lineup over, she can do some amazing damage on the bases. She has so much speed and so much ability, uh, ability to cause some havoc. Um, Morgan Silvestri is a true utility infielder. She's going to be third base, shortstop, second base. So um, she gains a lot of experience every day in practice. And again, we're looking for mostly those two kids to really jump in and contribute in, in all different ways, actually. Definitely. Well, you hit on it earlier. This is going to be the last question that I had for you, Julie. It's the fact that we're, uh, Fairfield softball does have not that many home games, unfortunately. And I was looking at it. You have uh, from the start of the season, it's something along the lines of three scheduled home dates, four total games in your first 35 at home. Now, fortunately, you're finishing at home nicely this season. So warmer weather, fingers crossed, means 12 of 15 at home to finish the year. But for those that are looking to come out and support Fairfield softball, once that time hits at the back end of the year, of course, we want to see them for all home games, fairfieldstags.com to go check out your schedule. Um, what's kind of the message for the fan base to uh, make sure to stay tuned when you guys come home? Well, I'm, I'm hoping we can bring an, an exciting, uh, exciting game to watch. You know, I, I think that's a type of, of team that we have. We're, we're not going to be the type of team that necessarily is just hitting a long ball every time. Like we're going to be driving and runs. We're going to be hitting and running and squeezing and, and doing a lot of little things. So that's a style that we like to, to play. And that's like that I like to coach. So um, hopefully we can make that happen. And, and we could see a lot of alumni or friends and family to come out and just kind of be there and, and to show support to these kids that have been through so much in the last two years that, you know, the sport up here and that we do a really good job and that our, um, our support staff and our support from our families is there. And I, I just want to, I just hope they all come out because it's, it's, it's quote unquote normal right now. So we want to embrace it and we hope everybody else does too. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to seeing you guys back up here. So, Julie, I always appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck in your Southern swing. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, JJ. Thanks. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Spring Season Preview Series. If you like this episode and want to listen to the other previews, all you have to do is visit fairfieldstags.com slash podcast or subscribe to the Stag Sports Network on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check back, as I said, fairfieldstags.com for everything that's involving Fairfield softball or just all of our sports in general. Make sure to follow softball on social media at Stags Softball on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us as well at Fairfield Stags on Twitter and Instagram and at Stag Sportsnet on Twitter as well. Thanks for hanging with us, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.